Welcome to Vskill Stage Podcast. Vskill is a live extracurricular learning platform where our mission is to reimagine and democratize holistic education. Exposure to extracurricular learning at the right age is key to shaping one's personalities and developing skills like communications critical thinking and self confidence we will be releasing a new episode every week with special guest speakers from around the world stay tuned for some wisdom from experience experts on learning childhood and parenting Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to today's WeSkill Live session. Through this series, we have tried to connect with with thought leaders and parenting experts who have given and and performed a lot of research on this topic and have collected their thoughts, which are which we are trying to learn from and impart in our education uh, style. WeSkill is a live online extracurricular learning platform dealing with children from the age group of five to twelve. helping in their soft skill development in today's session we are grateful and honored to be joined by dr himani tyagi she is she has an is she has been an educator for over 20 years has done her masters in molecular biology is actually she has done a masters uh, from iit roorkee in biotech and has done a phd in molecular biology she is a researcher she is an educator she is a certified uh, teaching she is a certified parenting coach and is currently the vice principal of kedan public school just so we are ma'am's achievements are just immense and uh, we are so grateful ma'am for taking out the time and joining us today in the, in this discussion thank you shorya thank you for having me and i so look forward to having this conversation with you very good evening to all the viewers as well sure. thank you so much so ma'am uh we must try and understand and i think to start that covid was a new normal i mean march 2020 changed everything for a lot of domains education especially school education being one of them so i just want to understand that how did schools really react to this new normal yes it was indeed sharia was a difficult time for schools and there was a lot of ambiguity a lot of uncertainty around and school education of all the domains professional domains has been in the comfort zone for a very long time there was no change everybody was doing has been doing the same thing and it was working out well for us yeah. but uh, then we were challenged in 2020 suddenly the schools closed down and you know there as i said uncertainty chaos and we were all struggling to find ways to keep the learning going and we did and you know technology for educators for a long time has meant an occasional powerpoint presentation or maybe smart boards that was our idea of technology yeah. but the way we are using technology today nobody could have thought in 2020 that we would come such a long way in such a short span of time so i think it was definitely difficult but it was a forced evolution we were stretched we were challenged but i think as educator community 
I would applaud all of us. I think we have done pretty, pretty well. So if, of course, to answer your question, it was difficult. It was yeah. indeed challenging. But I think if we look back, we are very proud of the long way that we have come. Yeah. So, I mean, if you could just share uh, how is it now and where do you really see this trend of online learning over the next 8 to 12 months especially? All right. So things are not looking very good as of now with the scare of COVID returning. Uh, we are anticipating that schools and education will go online again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to look at the brighter side of things, now we are much more evolved. We are trained. Our educators are all in past one, one and a half, two years almost now. They have undergone a variety of different tech trainings. So more equipped we are now to deal with these challenges. Yeah. And uh, it's just not about surviving. I think now we are yeah. thriving. We are absolutely, uh, to say the least, we are rocking the online education. So there are these um, online assessments through quizzes yeah. like Kahoot. And there are so many other beautiful apps these days. Yeah. We get which which engage children. Children get instant feedback on their performance through quizzes and polls, and uh, we can engage them. We can give them immediate feedback. That is also a very valuable value add for an educator to immediately see how my class is doing. So I taught something for ten minutes, and I then gave them a quiz, and I immediately can see how many children have understood. So this use of technology in online education. Yeah. is generating a lot of valuable, actionable data. Yeah. So I think uh, we look forward to online learning. Uh, there are, of course, a certain cons or certain uh, flip side to online education. Yeah. And the hit is, that is taken uh, by, this, by this, the social connections, the peer-to-peer -peer interaction between children that, that suffers. But I'm sure that, you know, the way we are... Uh, becoming more and more innovative and out of the box, we are going to figure solutions out to that as well. So I think I look forward to online learning and the yeah. way things are going, I'm sure that we are going to get better. Yeah, no, Mom, absolutely. And what you bring out is very interesting because there's a lot of conversation about the impact of online learning on the learners. But online learning has led to a big behavioral change among the teachers as well. I mean, uh, and teaching itself has gone through a lot of evolution, I would say, in the yeah. past two years, especially when you talk about assessment and something that even we have seen in our live online classes with a lot of these instructors who were very comfortable with the physical space earlier are now very well to, well versed with the online medium per se and are actually reaching out to a lot of uh, students who perhaps they would not have done so traditionally. But yes, see, yeah. I wouldn't say that uh, online learning uh, doesn't have its flip sides because yeah. physical human connect is as important. And I don't know if you would agree with me, but all I remember about my schooling is recess, friends, lunch, yeah. sports, bunking. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, uh, it's very important. School is that space, that physical Absolutely. space where children come together, they meet each other where teachers smile at them, all of these, you know, beautiful yeah. little things that are so important for all of us. Yeah. 
the physical school brings us together and that connect is very, very important. Yeah. So, of course, that is required. That is required. But, uh, you know, there are certain situations and we have to... to, to... Yeah. Um, I think um, it's been a power uh, outage. Yeah, um, you're, you're back. Yeah, we can come. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. yeah. All right, that was scary. <laughs> so to continue, I think, uh, yes. Uh, uh, could you just tell me where, what were we talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, you were just talking about how online learning, uh, despite its challenges, does pro provide an opportunity as well. Yes, uh, yeah. So it has its flip sides, but I think that uh, it has done a lot. Yeah. So, so it has done a lot in terms of challenging the teachers to yeah. up their game at their teaching learning. And uh, also we are able to track the student progress and student performance yeah. a lot better that, uh, you know, as compared to what we used to do in the uh, traditional classroom. Yeah, yeah. but ma'am, one at least aspect of online learning, uh, and uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. So I've been speaking to a lot of school owners, school principals, teachers in the past one and a half, two years now. And one of the factors or points which I noticed was a lot of schools had actually deprioritized extracurriculars uh, during this time because, and they were focusing a lot on academics. Now, mm. I really don't remember what I studied in my school class uh, academic session, but I do remember what I did in my games periods, what I did in my, what I made in my arts classes. And extracurriculars is a very big element of the overall learning experience. So. Could you share how uh, some schools like yours have adapted to this and what are the positive steps that if a school teacher is listening to us, what could they do to empower their students to also develop these uh, skills during the school hours? Yes, yes. So there was this, uh, there has been this popular notion and I've been hearing it from parents and teachers that there are certain skills or certain arts that can only be learned you know, when um, students and instructors are together in a physical space, you know, so virtually they probably wouldn't be as effective. But we challenged this notion at, at Khetan Public School, extracurricular activities have been a tremendous hit with both parents and children. And I can okay. really vouch for that. So we have our clubs and okay. our activity classes for performing arts, for visual arts, and uh, children have welcomed and embraced them, you know, wholeheartedly. So, okay. so they are much sought after. So, in fact, even when we started, we were apprehensive. Yeah. You know, if they're done uh, thoroughly with the proper planning, with the right intent, I think, you know, learning can happen. So, in fact, I have learned yoga virtually. Oh, wow. So and and I am amazed yeah. you know, that yeah. how much can happen uh, virtually as well. So I think it's the mindset issue also. Yeah. So mindset issue. So I think uh, rather than so children learn from YouTube, children learn yeah. from Khan Academy. Yeah. So if your intent is to learn and your classes are good quality, your instructor yeah. is very well prepared. I think learning can happen virtually very very well, even with the extracurriculars. So um, for example. One thing that I would say that I would always prefer a live class, like, yeah. you know, rather than it being a recording, if or at the 
other end, on the other side of the screen, if there is yeah. a live instructor talking to me, yeah. you know, giving me the feedback and the guidance, I would much rather welcome that rather than it being just a recording. So I think it depends on the quality of the virtual class. If it is good, I'm sure it can it can lead to a lot of learning. Yeah, yeah. No, ma'am, and absolutely. Uh, I mean, obviously, we we completely believe in that, and that's what we've been trying to solve uh, through our solution. And the, but the biggest factor that we realized was, I mean, and it, it was a very personal experience. Also, when I was growing up, when I in Dehradun, uh, my sister wanted to learn Kathak, but there were only two decent instructors uh, for Kathak in, the, in that city. So they, either the, the instructor could be very close to her house because of which uh, due to which she could go, or there could be someone at home who could take her to that uh, class. The limitation of a physical infrastructure. is a big impediment in the learning experience so do you not think that that is really the problem that online education solves for which traditionally was being overlooked absolutely absolutely with internet being as cheap as it is today yeah, yeah. i think virtual classes can really resolve this problem of equity in our especially yeah. indian context where a lot of yeah. children do not have access to a lot of yeah. good quality faculty instructors and infrastructure yeah. so absolutely i completely agree with you on that that virtual online classes can resolve this issue of inequity in in our indian context and you know a lot of good teachers and good instructors and good classes can reach a lot of children Yeah. in remote areas and in the areas where uh, you know uh, uh, with the underprivileged children i'm sure that it can definitely that's a big possibility yeah so ma'am like uh, could you just share some initiatives like would it like often you were discussing you talking about initiative wherein people uh, would giving their electronic devices uh, to these kind of organizations so could you just share some examples of how yes. this yes, problem is so so um, so we are associated at khaitan public school also with uh, an organization called charter for compassion yeah. and there are several ngos that are working with us so you know so there is one initiative that we are looking at wherein we collect from our parents and our students the devices the 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 phone devices that are lying unused at homes many of us discard because in today's day and age you know many people would want to uh, quickly purchase the latest gadget and yeah. so there are many such devices that can be utilized and are lying just like that at home so we have yeah. asked children and parents to donate those so that they can be further passed on to the underprivileged children who can then utilize it for their online education Sure, sure. So that is one area that we are exploring and looking at. Yeah. yeah. So I am sure that some such initiatives, if are undertaken by schools, can add, can 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 benefit a lot of lot yeah. of uh, children yeah. in our country. So and I completely uh, agree with you. I mean, we have also been trying to help out a lot of these underprivileged students if we do come across any. But ma'am, so this one conversation that. has been going around the internet a lot in recent times is regarding the relevance of formal education right mm-hmm. and uh, so schools play a very big role in that i mean a child spends at least 6 to 8 hours of that day in a school mm-hmm. so could you just talk a little bit about how i mean as an educator what are the objectives that parents 
should look for when they send their child to school. I mean, uh, we've come across a lot of parents who sometimes want to like feel that schools are the their babysitters. Like they are they are kind of outsourcing their development or that their child's development to the schools. But what are, I mean, when did a parent does send their child to school? How do how should they feel convinced that the school is contributing to their child's development? See, partners in education—that is what parents are. And so, for a for a for a very long time, parents have been uh, laying out their expectations from schools, and schools have been trying to fulfill those. But yeah. I think it's time that schools also lay out their expectations very clearly. Yeah. That you know, there are certain expectations that parents have to fulfill. They have to be engaged with their children's learning. You know, they cannot be passive. They cannot completely delegate it to school. So my expectation from my parents would be to give us continuous feedback, to be engaged. Uh, For example, I I would tell you that when we went online, at that time, um, we also conducted a parent orientation session on Microsoft Teams, because not only children, parents also need to be aware of the learning platform. They need to know how the homework comes, where it has to be submitted. They have to be familiar with the platform enough so that if their child comes across any difficulty or gets stuck during the learning, uh, then they, they should be able to resolve or at least ask for assistance. So parents, first of all, have to be engaged. Parents have to invigilate or proctor during the examinations. That is also one of the expectations that we have with our parents. And especially when children are learning from home, role of parents uh, become even more important. They have to take certain amount of accountability and responsibility. And uh, schools, of course, anytime you have to let us know what you're expecting and you have to give us continuous constructive feedback as to what is that we can do better. So I think that is the role of parents in this changed scenario with regard to online classes. More partnership. And and how have you seen parents uh, in this new role? I mean, uh, earlier what, and again, this could be a little more of a metro phenomena, but a lot of parents in metros, both of them are working. So they are not very well versed with what the child is really doing in that school. Absolutely. with online, they could see what the child is doing or, or learning. So how have parents really responded to this situation? Of course, you correctly said that working parents do not really, cannot be all the time sitting with yeah. the children. That's a completely understandable. If you have grandparents at home, yeah. engage them in children's learning. Or if not all the time, then at least monitor, uh, you know, occasionally sit with the children in the evening when you have time. Try to find out what's happening in the classes. If the children are facing any difficulties, are children asking for help whenever they need? I'm just saying that be curious, be engaged. Don't be disconnected. Because, you know, in all this everyday busyness, sometimes we get too caught up with our own work. And that happens with me. It happens with everyone, I mean. But I think uh, we have to keep big picture in mind. You know, we cannot just completely do away with that responsibility. We have to be there, uh, whether we do it thrice a week or whether we do it on weekends, but you, we have to catch up and we have to be there present, uh, you know, very much involved in our child's learning. Yeah. 
with a, a lot of parents uh, and this like they they would send their children for extracurricular activities to a neighborhood instructor and they would not be aware of actually what the child is learning but now they are so involved in their learning journey like they give a lot of feedback of you know i think my child can do this better or they have been doing this so that has given them a lot of uh, fun i would say it feels like as if they are part of that and It was something that was really missing earlier, and that actually brings to a very important point regarding there. Are, I mean, online learning has become very prominent now, and there are a lot of learning. The thing, beautiful things like uh, such as Dada Dadi performing yoga along with the child. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, in a in an activity class yeah. or in a you know. So all these are wonderful things. So it's become a family uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. especially these extracurricular activities yeah. so i think uh, that's that's one beautiful aspect of online learning that entire family can get engaged with it yeah. so actually we had done a competition also in october wherein uh, we were asked for submissions of the child with their parent and we were stunned to see a lot of fathers like perform dances with their daughters which was something that we had not uh, anticipated that okay even the fathers are so involved in these kind of activities and yeah. but now like uh, coming to the point regarding that online learning is just very popular and very mainstream now and there are obviously a lot of solutions out there mm-hmm. as a parent or as a educator what do you think that the parents should be mindful of or what are the factors that parents should consider before uh, enrolling for these solutions or trusting their children with these solutions okay I think the first thing that as a parent you would want to figure is that whether this is a skill that your child is interested in and what are the outcomes that you are looking at is it increase in the confidence or would you want to create new opportunities for the child or is it just you know that the child enjoys this particular activity that and uh, then one thing that i would advise is that always look for programs that have live instructors or where there are live classes happening rather than some kind of a recorded event or recorded activity because uh, more important we have to keep in mind that you know there is always this human connect yeah. so even though it is happening virtually there is a screen that is yeah. facilitating it but there has to be another human at, on the other side of the screen with who the child needs to continuously interact with the quality of faculty okay. the the competence of the instructors who are involved in this program that has to be verified and looked at very carefully and um, your own uh, commitment i think yeah. in keeping the child encouraged motivated because children sometimes tend to give up yeah. so your own um, engagement with the child's learning would also yeah. be a very important determinant in how successful your child is in actually completing that program that you want the child to enroll in 
I think uh, ma'am you summed it up very beautifully I mean the points that you're talking about uh, and that's something that even we had uh, faced while we were talking to a lot of parents earlier was that they wanted at least for the age group that we were dealing with the, the children should, it should be a live uh, feedback oriented learning experience and yes. uh, that's what we also try to uh, encapsulate here at WeSkill Ma'am, just uh, before we end today's session, I would like to just get your perspective on this. I mean, as a as a parenting coach, as and as being an educator for as long as you have been, where do you see like soft skills? I mean, core academic skills. Really, everyone tends to develop because of parental pressure or peer pressure. But soft skills are something that people realize very late that uh, they should have. So. I mean, what would be your kind of tips that parents should focus on while developing these skills, or should they even focus on these skills? So, Sharia, we all are aware that uh, Indian government has recently launched in 2020 new education okay. policy, which is an extremely progressive yeah. way forward for all of us. And I think all parents and uh, people such as you should also be aware that now. They have completely tried to shift from rote-based uh, education to more of a competency and skill-based education, which involves things like, you know, you're you required to be a good communicator, a good critical thinker, a good problem solver. And all these competencies cannot be developed when the child is sitting for six hours continuously solving the mathematics or physics problems. You have to work in teams, you have to go out and play different games. So, you know, you um, have to go through life, experience life, do different kinds of things and uh, pursue your interests and passion in order to develop soft skills. And uh, very glad that, uh, you know, we are teaching and we are being, we have this privilege of being educators in the times when NEP is has been launched because NEP creates a lot of avenues for students to explore different things and to become holistic, wholesome individuals rather than, you know, just trying to uh, master the core academics. There is nothing like core academics now yeah. with NEP coming in. Yeah. So I think we are living in good times and uh, the old trends are soon going to become obsolete and children and parents and teachers all of us realize now that the way forward is that you have to become a wholesome individual so there is the combination of academic plus the holistic skills that we have to aim for yeah well, absolutely and uh just and i don't know i would like to share this point to the listeners i don't know how many of them would know this so during our time in ima uh we have to make a cv and cv is obviously the one the most important uh, documents in uh, in an MBA college, almost 30 to 40% space was dedicated towards extracurriculars, which a lot of recruiters would look at while evaluating the overall personality. So a lot of us didn't have too many points to show there, but I'm sure uh, with a lot of new avenues and opportunities for people to learn these skills, they would obviously uh, develop them. Ma'am, but one last question I would really like to get your perspective on is in India, a lot of 
डिग्री ऑफ एजुकेशन इज इवेल्यूटेड ऑन बेसिस ऑफ कॉम्पिटेंसी हाउ गुड इज दैट पर्सन इन मैथ्स हाउ गुड इज दैट पर्सन इन साइंस और हाउ गुड इज दैट पर्सन इन सिंगर बट वी हैव आल्सो सीन द इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ ऑपरचुनिटी एस टू हाउ मच चांस और एक्सपोजर डिड दे गेट टू डेवलप दीज स्किल्स और टू शो दीज स्किल्स how can you think this problem of opportunity can be solved especially in such a diverse uh, space like in like india where there is so many different languages so many different cultures well i mean opportunities one uh, that is we did discuss about that uh, sometime back as well that these online classes or online education is going to open up a lot of opportunities yeah. for people to learn new skills and uh, new arts so in education i think the biggest value add that has recently happened is this uh, integration of technology and internet with education i think that is going to open up a lot of opportunities it is going to percolate and reach places yeah. where we could not have otherwise uh, reached yeah. Yeah. yes so i think that is that is already being a game changer yeah no and even something that we have seen like the impact of geo i think that is uh, really given and for that matter geo and upi both have been factors which have uh, empowered internet in a lot of these places and empowered a financial freedom for parents absolutely to enlist and and everybody is dreaming big with uh-huh. lots of opportunities uh, opening up you see um, i i uh, you know the the person who helps me out with uh, the the chores at my home she's aspiring her son to uh, to go to germany to study mechanical engineering and that is wow. so beautiful yeah. because i think access and opportunity although we are yeah. far from it but i think yeah. they are definitely definitely improving and increasing in our country yeah i think um, that's just a beautiful thing and education at least the perception is in the indian society is truly alleviates uh, the individual and it's something that we've been fortunate to see with mm-hmm. generation across generations i would say mm-hmm. on a on a final note i mean just want to if you were to share some pointers of like what should parents be cognizant of i mean uh, how should like the parents help in developing the leaders of tomorrow through like what kind of content should they the children consume what what i mean what should they uh, do with their children because when parents also are still learning like uh, they are also getting get things for the first time so through your research through your experience what do you think that parents should do so that their children become the leaders of tomorrow okay before leaders of tomorrow <laughs> i think i would take this opportunity to yeah. talk about uh, online education very soon we are going to go online again yeah completely online so i would request all the parents to stay connected and you know build relationships with their children yeah. because in the absence of physical connect with their teachers and with their peers in the classroom sometimes things can get lonely learning yeah. can become lonely so please connect with them please create opportunities for them to virtually or on phone connect with their peers i think educators oh. such as us should create opportunities for them to work on projects to collaborate and talk to each other 
and do group projects. So it's very important that, you know, as humans, we interact with each other often. So as parent, be it parent-child relationship, be it teacher-student relationship, be it student child-child uh, relationship, yeah. these have to be, we have to ensure that they remain strong because that is what is going to get us through this, this COVID times. Yeah. All right. So that yeah. is one. And as far as leaders, I think let's um, focus on reading, which is something that is non-screening, just a normal yeah. regular uh, paper book. Uh, yeah. Do a lot of reading, engage with each other, do things together. And uh, uh, parents also, one thing is that stay with your school. Schools are trying their best to, um, you know, ensure that learning losses are minimized and learning keeps going. So just give constant feedback to your school, stay engaged, stay connected to the teachers and be there for your uh, child as much as you can. Thank you. I think, yeah, I think if anyone has been, if the listeners have been paying attention for the last five minutes, it's absolute gold. Uh, I think this is just way more than what I had anticipated because what Mam has said in such, in such few words is just, I wish uh, we had communicated this point two years back to all these parents and children, or which actually was communicated to me when I was a child as to how I could have uh, corrected my path uh, as, as a young, confused child. But uh, thank you so much, ma'am. This has been a wonderful conversation. I think it has been very helpful for me as we at WeSkill de develop curriculums, explore new opportunities for children to get engaged with and enjoy the learning experience more than anything else. I think it's unless a child doesn't enjoy that experience, is not going to be wanting to or he or she is not going to want to dive deep into it. And absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think all of us need to stay positive despite COVID, despite pandemic, despite challenges. Yeah. I think let's stay safe and uh, stay happy and continue learning. Yeah, no, absolutely, ma'am. And on that note, thank you so much for joining today's session. Uh, thank you, ma'am. And thank you, the listeners who've been with us. Uh, be and we still do try and connect with thought leaders and parenting experts who have accumulated so much knowledge and through their experience. And we'd like to share that those learnings with the parents. Thank you so much, ma'am, for today's session. It's been extremely insightful. Uh, we've actually spoken on a lot of pointers which I had not uh, thought of. But just going with the flow, I think ma'am has conveyed a lot of important lessons that the parents should uh, try and, and uh, do with their children and we, and what we as a platform would also try and communicate with parents and thank you so much ma'am thank you listeners for joining today's session hope to see you all soon thank you thank you, thank you for having me Sharia thank you it's been a pleasure okay.